morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community Kailu of Summerton, Philadelphia. We continue with Shmaina Prakim Laharambam. We are in the middle of working through the treatise of the eight chapters of the Rambam, the Rambam's Hagadama to Pirkei Avis. <clears throat> We're in the middle of the fourth parak. The Rambam is finally beginning after all that he built up, all the background that he built up in the first three Prakim about uh, identifying a pram with our character traits, with our midas, and how to work on it, and, and, and what it means to have a pram with our midas. He's beginning now, after <clears throat> all, all of the uh, foundational material, he's beginning to give us the methodology. And the last few, the last few um, paragraphs that we saw here in the Rambam, the Shemayin program here, we're in the fourth parak, where the Rambam... Uh, detailing to us exactly what the approach is. And the Rambam right now is our doctor, a doctor of the soul to cure the sicknesses of the spirit. And as the Rambam keeps telling us, any midas problem has to be thought of as an illness. It's an illness, it's a chayli. And we're chaylam, a person <clears throat> who has a midah issue that's work, not worked out, whether he gets too angry, he doesn't get angry enough. He's overindulgent, he doesn't indulge enough. <clears throat> he's overgenerous, he's not generous enough. Overgiving with his time, not giving with his time enough, etc. When he drifts to either one of the two extremes, he's cranked, he's ill, he's sick. <clears throat> he has a sickness of the spirit, and that results in a character trait that's that's out of whack. A person who has a healthy nefesh is going to take, as the Rama keeps telling us, a middle-of-the-road approach, a balanced approach. And the Rambam said, the only way to, uh, morning Shlomo, <clears throat> we have with us once again, Shlomo, the Steve, Novik, good to have you here, good to have you here. So, um, the only way, the Rambam started telling us the other, the other day, to get to that uh, middle of the road approach, the balance, the only way to get that balance, if a person indeed has an illness, where he is drifting to one of the two extremes is to force himself to the other extreme. A person doesn't have the ability to give tzedakah, doesn't have the ability to give money, doesn't have the ability to open up his wallet, give a dollar bill. So you pull up a chair to you, come join us. Come join us for a little bit of musr. I won't tell your parents. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> So, um, so um, the only way, the only way, the Rambam said to cure the illness of the of the of the spirit when you have a a chayla nefesh, someone who has a spiritual disease, which is a problem with is he got to go to the other extreme, and then he and he builds up, uh, habituates behavior over there, at the other extreme, and then then he comes back to the middle. But the Rambam told us he has to develop a habit. So a person that can't open up his wallet to give a dollar bill, he can't get, do someone a favor. He, he's going the same place, the same time, the same exact destination as his fellow. His fellow says, "Can you give me a ride?" Oh, no, I'm, I'm so sorry. I can't. Sorry, I can't. Because he has an illness. He has an illness. He pasha can't let someone in the car with him. I right? can't do someone else a favor. He he can't tolerate. He gets bent, all bent out of shape if he misses the red li- misses the green light. The people who mess, miss red lights. <laughs> Those people also have different type of illness, but um, he misses the green light. He's gonna, he's gonna make, he's gonna make the guy miss the green light, right? He turns, 
He just missed it, just missed the ability to, 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 to get through at the last minute. The people who really will really, 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 really get really upset about that. You ever seen people get really upset about that? Oh, I can't believe I just, I would have made it if not for that guy who cut me off. If not for this guy, this person who ran across the road, right? Should just mowed him down. What, what right did he have to make me miss that light? People can get very bent out of shape for missing a, a green light. Now, people get bent out of shape when they miss a green light, whether they're going down the block, whether they're going five minutes away, even they're going like two hours away. They're on a two-hour journey to New York City, to a two-and-a-half-hour drive to Baltimore, and they miss a green light. They'll get very upset. People, there are people that get very, very upset about that. At the end of the day, it has been scientifically proven that after every, if you miss a green light, that's red. You hit a red light, right? It's been scientifically proven that after every red light comes a green light. It is going to turn green again, right? It's just a matter of time. And it's not that much time. How long do you have to wait by that red light until it turns green again? Well, it depends where it's true. It depends where it depends what time of day. But generally, you know, the red light that you miss is going to turn green. How long does it take to turn green? Uh, two minutes. Long, long, long. That, oh, no, that one gets me really angry. <laughs> we can't talk about that one. No. The yeah. longest is 30 seconds. The longest is 30 seconds. No, it depends. No, well, the one over here, see, Nacham Simch is referring to the three-way one. The oh, infamous, no, three-way, no. the infamous, notorious no. Tomlinson, Philmont, Pine intersection. You don't want to do whatever you can to avoid that intersection, right? So you're always going to miss it. You're always going to miss it and have to wait three times, you know, for all the other streets to go first. Okay, so that maybe that's... That's beyond the scope of this morning's class. We can't get into that traffic light. But in normal traffic lights, you miss a traffic light, you hit the red. Uh, it's going to turn green. It's going to turn green. It's like, like Yosef, are you saying 30 seconds? 30 seconds. And let's say you're going down to Baltimore. Are you driving to Lakewood? An hour's drive to Lakewood. Or for those at the, all those of you out there in WhatsApp land, it's really only 53 minutes to Lakewood. It's not really an hour. Summit's is a great place to live. 53-minute drive to Lakewood. So if you're driving... An hour down the road, 30 seconds more to an hour's drive is not such a big deal, right? So why does this person get so bent out of shape when he misses that light? Because he has a chayli. He's ill. He has a sickness. The mida issue of intolerance, a lack of savalat, is caste. That's really caste, right? It's anger. It's anger. You get angry when, when <clears throat> someone doesn't listen to you the first time. You get angry when you have to wait by that red light. It, it, it is an illness, and this is a way of us seeing that it's truly an illness because so irrational. It's irrational. It's completely irrational. What's going to happen to you if you have to wait another 30 seconds? You're going to die? Is, 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 are you going to... You're going to... You're on your way to a chasna. You, you have to wait by a red light. You're going to miss the chasna because that red light... Either you're going to miss it or you're going to make it. The red light's not going to make a difference, right? It's an illness. We see this. The Rambam is so correct that a Mida issue is really an illness because it's irrational. There's a problem with our nefesh, a problem with our inner nefesh that directs our behaviorisms and mannerisms. We have a, we have a chayli. And you see that when the person that can't open up his wallet to take the dollar bill out and give it. You see it with the person that Pasha cannot tolerate, can't, can't deal with <clears throat> unexpected, um, you know, with, a, with a, a line at the checkout counter, a line at the supermarket, a line at the bank. Eventually, he's going to be, it's going to be his turn. It will be his turn. It will be his turn. 
unless you're one of those people where they always they close the register right before you, right? But they usually don't do that. Usually they say, I'm about to close, and they don't let anyone else get online. Usually they try to do that, right? Eventually it's going to be your turn. So it's a rational sickness. But the other extreme is also sickness. The other extreme is an illness as well. When a person is too tolerant, as we pointed out, that that's what the, the Chiddush is counterintuitive, right? The Ram pointed out, either one of the two extremes is, is a chayli, right? Whether you are too impatient or you're too tolerant, whether you're too stingy, too miserly, or too generous. There's something diseased about a person that can't give a ride to anyone. And I, you, you see on the chat, looking for a ride to Baltimore. I'm going to Baltimore. I don't tell them anything. But why? I can't give anyone a ride. That's a disease. But if you give the whole world rides, it's also a disease, the rabbi said. There are people that, in fact, they see on the chat, looking for a ride to Baltimore. Okay, I'll take you. You're going, no, no, I wasn't really going to Baltimore, but I, so you're look, looking for a ride to Lagos. I'll take this guy to Lagos on the way back, then I'll go to Muncie, then I'll go to Rochester, then I'll go to Buffalo, then, and then I'll go to, you know, uh, Indiana. I'll go wherever you want because people are looking for rides. That's also no good because you can't function that way either. If you're always giving the entire world chesed, you're always overextending yourself to the entire world. That's the other extreme. So the Ram pointed that out. They're both illnesses. That, that, that's very important for us to hear because we're used to, of course, everybody knows it's a bad meter. If you're too impatient, that's a bad meter. If you get angry, it's a bad meter. You're too ungenerous, it's a bad meter. Too miserly, it's a bad meter. But being too generous. Let's get back to the text over here. Let's get back to the where we left off. Being too generous is also a bad meter. Being too tolerant is a bad meter. If I let the whole world walk over me, if I let the world verbally abuse me, if, if, if I, I let everyone take advantage of me, if I will open up my wallet and give the entire contents of my wallet to anyone that walks into the shul, that's a bad midah. That's a bad midah. If I go to the other extreme as well, that's also an illness, that's also a sickness, and that also has to be cured. <clears throat> and the Rambam told us, how do you cure... One, uh, oneself. How, how do we cure ourselves of bad meters? You take the meter, let's say the guy's too impatient, and you have to push it to the other extreme. You have to go all the way to the other side of the scale. If a person is too stingy, he has to train himself to be overly generous, to give more than what, what's normal, more than what's balanced, more, more than what, what is the correct balanced approach. He has to overdo it, and he overdoes it enough times until that becomes habit ingrained in him and once that's ingrained in him then he ingrains within himself once again the the drifts to the middle and he, he ingrains within himself the middle of the road behavior taking a balanced approach giving in a moderated way so far so good so we saw the ram says how do you cure yourself of uh, this extreme when you have an extreme bad meat over here you have to go to the other side which is also a bad meat though and, and and develop habit over there and then you drift back to the middle so we, we asked yesterday, why is it that you have to develop hair a habit, habituate yourself in the other extreme, and then come back to the middle? Just go straight to the middle. Go straight to the middle. Develop hair in the middle. Develop, uh, uh, habituate yourself to the uh, right away to the middle. If anyway, you're going to have to ingrain that within yourself. So ingrain from the get-go in the balanced approach. Go to the middle ground right away. So the answer is, as we said, and the truth is the Vilna Gain really also the Vilna Gaon alludes to this in Evan Shlema. The Vilna Gaon alludes to this idea. The, the whole point with, with um, the approach of curing diseases of the soul, the sicknesses of the spirit, is, is, is to not to develop the correct behavior in that meter, which is the middle of the road approach again, being able to give with balance, sometimes give, sometimes not give, give, give but not give too much, don't give too little, don't give too much. 
the, 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 the cure is for me to be in control. I have to be in control. I have to be the one that's in charge. And currently when I have a disease, the, me, the, the, the real nature of being diseased with a bad meter is that the bad meter is in charge. It's in charge of me. The, the, the need to not give anybody money, the need to be impatient and tolerant, to have everything go my way, that's in charge of me. That need, that tendency, it's in charge of me. And that's why I have that bad meter. That bad meter is just an expression of the fact that something inside of me is in charge. I'm not in charge, it's in charge. The only way to cure yourself, to heal yourself of this illness, is for you to be in charge. And the only way for us to be in charge is to break the control of the meter. The only way to break the control of the meter is to go all the way to the other side of the scale, to the other extreme. So that's a very beautiful idea. Again, we, we, we started this last time, but what, we got to go back to this because of how fundamental this idea is and how important it is to, 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 to be aware of. The only way to cure our, our um, meatus issues, which are di- diseases and sicknesses, is to break their control, is to become totally in control. I have to be in total control of myself. The meter can't, that bad meter, that bad meter of impatience, intolerance, um, stinginess, uh, you name it, all those bad meters, overeating, overindulging, the disease is in the fact that they have control over me. The only way for me to have control over them is for me to develop a behavior, a pattern of behavior, in the extreme other end of the spectrum, where I've pushed the meter all the way to the other end enough times that I have broken the meter. Not bent it to the middle, but broken it by going to the other extreme. Now I'm in charge and not that other meter. So a person has a problem with overeating. He has to train himself not to eat with balance, to eat healthy and eat normally. He has to train himself to undereat. He has to train himself not to eat even when it's not a problem to eat, even when it's okay once in a while to have what they call comfort foods, right? That's a new term. I don't think I grew up with that term. Comfort foods. What's a comfort food? Mashed potatoes. Yeah, everyone. Potato kugel. We have Baruch Hashem. He's a please hidden over here. Good piece of Hamish a potato kugel. Kegel. Um, so, a person who has balance in a, in a meat of eating, indulging, can have comfort foods. You know, a person who has a meat issue is. Can't you can't you can't you know you can't get enough hot dogs? You can't stop this guy from 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 fressing out, overeating, and things that are really bad for him. He'll go back again and again and again and again. He'll just you know, <clears throat> um, you ask him, no, how was how was Yankee's chasna? Oh, I didn't realize Yankee had a chasna. I thought he just had a smorg, right? <laughs> so there's people. That's that's their response, right? So that's a that's a meter problem to this on this end, right? That uh, problem with overeating and overindulging, you can't stop. And this food there, he's going to be back again and again and again and again, even though it's really bad for him. The only way to to uh, to cure that and heal that is to go again to the other side of the scale, to the other extreme, and not take even when it's okay to take. Not take even when even in reason, even with moderation, to not take at all, to just deny yourself that repeatedly, again and again and again and again. When a person does that. He's not bent the meter to the middle, he's broken the meter. And now he's in control. Because if he can go all the way to the other extreme, all the way to the other end of the scale, and he can survive over there, and he can develop uh, behaviorism over there, 
then he has total control of the meat. He has broken the meat. And now he has total control. Now he can go back to the middle. Whereas if he goes immediately to the middle, I, I, I know I have a problem with overeating. So you know I'm going to work on eating with moderation. I haven't broken the meat. I just bent it and I'm going to fall back into that meat again. I'm going to fall right back into that hole because that hole still exists because it still has more control over me. I just temporarily kind of drifted to the middle, but I didn't break its control. It still has control over me. This is... Um, the, the, the ram's beautiful golden approach to balance the meters, and that's why you have to go to the other extreme because the only way to cure the meter is for me to establish control. Now the rambam is going to follow up with telling us that depending on the meter, sometimes, again, we saw any one of the two extremes is, is, is called a bad meter, whether I am miserly or um, excessively generous. To be excessively generous is also not good. <clears throat> whether I'm too impatient or too patient, whether I overeat or I undereat, the people who who, who um, won't eat any food, that's also a bad meter. You know, that's, it can become clinical even, if someone's just not interested in food anymore. So, you always, whether, so if, if I give too much, then I have to force myself not to give enough. Right? If I'm too generous with my time, I have to start being protective of my time to go to the other extreme. Now, the Ram is going to point out that one of these two extremes is, is, um, requires more work than the other. In, in the sliding scale of meters, where the middle is always the correct approach, the healthy nefesh is there in the middle. And, and, and that's why, by the way, either one of the two extremes is called a bad meter, because if I give too much, I'm also not in control. Well, let, let's appreciate that. The Rambam's Chiddush does is that being overly generous, being overly giving, being overly tolerant of, of letting people abuse me, that's also a bad mito. Why? Because I'm right there, not in control. I'm not in control. If I'm running around doing chesed, yom v'layla, 24-7 for the entire world, but in the meantime, my own life suffers, my family suffers, my own development suffers, that's a bad mito because I'm not in control. Who's in control? The rest of the world's in control. The, the tendency within me to make everybody happy, that's in control. The need to be busy, the need to... Sometimes there's a need for recognition. Sometimes there's a need to to um, just be busy. Sometimes it's a need of fulfillment, of gratification, of helping out others. Sometimes it's just a need to please others. But that's in control. When a person is like a super askon and he can't take care of himself, he can't um, take the time to to you know take care of himself once in a while. He's vital, not in control. Now the Ram is going to point out that depending on which ends of the 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 the, the scale I drifted to, one side will take more work than the other. One side you have to be more careful than the other. In other words, there's like a default setting, there's a default bad midah. And if I have to go from the default to the non-default, it's going to be easier than from going to the non-default to the default. In terms of the two extremes. Let's see that. Says the Rambam, now I'm going to give you another insight into how to practically apply this methodology of working on the sicknesses of the spirits. In person, again, we said we have the scale of of generosity, of generosity with your money. So there's a person who can't give a dime, you can't open up his wallet and take a dollar bill out, his hands can't take out that dollar bill, and there's a person who gives too, way too much money, he gives all of his money away. The problem is the middle is to give and to know, to be able to give and to give properly. So says the Rambam, going from um, Overgiving to, to correct giving is easier. The Yosekar of Mishuvah Menakilas and Aziv is easier to, to, to break the Midah of overgiving than to break the Midah of undergiving. 
Now you hear what the Rambam just said? It's easier to go with from being excessively generous to balance in generosity than it is to go from excessive stinginess to balance in, in generosity. That that extreme is harder to break than this extreme. In other words, it's not symmetrical. It's not symmetrical. When the scale of breaking the bad midas, it's not always symmetrical. One extreme is always going to be harder to break than the other extreme. So if a person gives too much, he's actually, the good news is, the bad news is he's sick, he's ill. The good news is it's easier to break the meat of over-generosity than under-generosity. We'll explain why in a moment. Why, why do you go from, let's say you give a lot of money. So you give too much or a lot? Too much. Too much. Um, so you should go to the extreme of not giving at all? Yes. But how does that help? Because you've broken the meat Because when you give, the same exact idea, when a person gives too much, then something else again is in control of him. What's in control of him? The need to help everybody out. The need to be the big tzaddik. The need to be Mashiach and to give all of his money away. Not Mashiach. The need to be the Bardit Shavir Rebbe. Right? And to, 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 what? No, but that's why he wasn't rich. Right? <laughs> so the, 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 the need to help out the whole world. So you have to break that meat. The only way to break it is, okay, you know, for the next week, I'm not helping anyone. Exactly. And that's the only way to break the midah of overgiving. But once you once you've broken that midah, you don't stay there very long. So he's asking a good question. Now you trained yourself to be a big miser. But since the miser that wasn't your teva, that wasn't your nature, you didn't start over there. You just did it temporarily to go back to the middle. See, so yeah, you don't you don't want to stay there too long. You stay there. Someone asked us the other day. Oh, we had a guest the other day, David Badush, wanted to know how long do you stay there? How long do you stay? In, in, in the refu of the Rambo, when you go to the other extreme, how long do you stay there? Till the point that it's natural. Now, I, I'm able to do that without fighting. The first few times a person does that, he's going to have to fight to not give. Once he doesn't have to fight, that's when he can go back to the middle again. Okay, so so they're, they're not symmetrical, the two extremes. It's easier to break under eating than it is to break over eating. Someone who is overindulgent, indulges too much in taiva, right? Enjoying the physical, the realm of the physical, the, 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 everything in this world is so gishmak. So someone who enjoys this world too much, it's harder to break that extreme than the person who doesn't enjoy this world enough. Okay? Again, not symmetrical. That's why someone who is overindulgent, who overenjoys things, is going to have to put in a lot more effort to... Break that meat to go to the other extreme. More so than the guy who doesn't enjoy food enough, who underindulges, who underenjoys, it's going to be easier for him to go to the meat to the extreme of overenjoying. Ram said another, another, another set of meat that he mentioned earlier. The idea of confidence versus fear. A person can have excessive bravery, excessive boldness. An excessive phobia, right? So there's the person who is too brave, too bold, who does death-defying, who does dumb things, dumb things, other, which other people call heroic, right? Now they're popularly called heroic um, to to uh, to do a, a free fall, a parachute dive from from uh, orbit. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a parachute dive from um, a space station without the parachute. So I'm going to do that the parachute, right? I'm going to climb up to the mount, a type of Mount Everest. The people have done it without oxygen tanks. I'm going to climb up to the type of Mount Everest with, barefoot, without boots on, in, in, in my bathing suit, right? So, wow, that man's a real hero. 
that he's a real hero. Though he's like we said the other day. What do you say? What is he? What is he? A shaita. He's a shaita, right? The people that try to do these kinds of things, right? He's a shaita. He's a shaita. But anyway, so that's being over brave and over confident and over bold. And the person there's on the other extreme, this person who is extremely fearful, extremely phobic. He has a lot of phobias. He can't. He can't. Go outdoors in the middle of the summer with without without a few sweaters and scarves and a woolen coat because he might get sick, right? Without without a whole bunch of masks on, because he might get sick. Um, so that's being too fearful. So says the Rambam again. You got to work. The, either one of the extremes is a bad meter. You have to work. The Rambam <coughs> says that that um, it's easier. To work on the meat of being overconfident than being under, underconfident. The Ram feels that that the 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 the, um, the meat of the, here the asymmetry is tipped in favor of of um, overboldness of being a shaita. That it's easier to come back from being a shaita to being fearful than it is to from being fearful to being overconfident. Says the Rambam, another asymmetry. The person who is um, Overextends himself, who 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 um, makes himself available for anyone, who gives his time away to everybody, <clears throat> is is it's easier for him to break that than it is for the person who won't give time to anyone. That's the extreme on the other end. That that is the um, the one that's more difficult to break. The person who can't do favors for anyone, who is extremely uh, when the miser is to his money, he is to his time. Says the Ram, but this is the overall approach, the general approach to working on your meters. Now, just to, to to wrap up over here, the Ram is pointing out an interesting asymmetry that that in the in, in the sliding scale of meters, there's going to be one extreme that's easier to break to the other than 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 the other extreme back to that extreme. What's the reason behind that? So the reason behind that is based on what the the, the Musar's farm tells the Bali Musar tell us that although the Rambam said a person enters this world with a tabula rasa, right, with a clean slate, person begins this life without any, you know, with, 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 in a neutral in a neutral zone. No bad meters, no good meters, no tendencies this way, that way, or the other way. We begin, you know, uh, even keeled over here. If that's the case, there shouldn't be any asymmetry. It should be just as difficult to go from extreme miser miserliness to extreme generosity. It should be just as easy to go from to break the meter of, of undereating as it is overeating. Why does the Ram say it's easier to break undereating than overeating and it's easier to break over generosity than under generosity? Terry says although we emerge into this world without any illnesses, but we develop illnesses without realizing it. In infancy already. And and the the Chavis Halvava says that a, 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 and and really, you know, the, the Bali Moser all speak out this idea that <clears throat> before we even have awareness, before we even have this gift of the Yetzir Toiv that we get at our bar mitzvahs, right? Um, by the way, you know, there's a, a custom, there's a practice that uh, people later in life, people who become from later in life, and then say, "I never had a bar mitzvah when I was young. I'd like to have a bar mitzvah, right?" We make them some kind of thing. We give them an aliyah. Why do they want a bar mitzvah? The guy in his thirties and his forties. Why does he want a bar mitzvah? He wants the Yetzir Toiv, right? Everybody says you only get a Yetzir Toiv by your bar mitzvah. You never had a bar mitzvah. He wants to get his Yetzir Toiv now, right? It's obvious. It's it, right? But anyway, so, um, so, before we even have a fighting chance, before we even get that Yetzir Toiv, <clears throat> in our younger years, it's already, in, it's already kind of ingrained into us 
a whole heckle of bad mitos. Illnesses. Illnesses are kind of wired into us from almost from the get-go. And that is indulgence in, 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 in pleasures, in, in physicality. That comes from what? Eating. From infancy already. From, from infancy, a child is trained to what? To cry when it's hungry, and it receives food as soon as it cries. It's trained to indulge in eating. Children are pampered by that, their parents, and, and that trains a child, yes, to, to, to be self-centered. That's right. And, and, and children, um, even, even if they're not, you know, parents tries to be mechanic, the kid, to share, it's important to share, it's important to share. Even if a, a parent will try to be mechanic, the child to share, a, a child's natural tendency is to be selfish. Why? Because a child's worldview is a limited worldview, really only perceives itself, doesn't perceive others in, in the beginning. Um, a child is trained to take to take lots of naps and is rocked to sleep, and and when it gets cranky, when it gets tired, the child's put to sleep by his parents. Again, that trains the child to in, enjoy sleeping to a certain amount of, of of laziness. All these behaviorisms are really are really already captured there at a very early age, and yes, that that's why by the time we hit bar mitzvah, we get a yetzer toiv, we are fighting an uphill battle, and it would seem that we are. At a, uh, we, we are starting with a handicap over here in terms of the meters. We're starting with a disadvantage that in infancy has already trained us to want to eat, to want to sleep, to want to be comfortable, right? A ch- a infant, when it has a dirty diaper, when it has, a, 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 has to be changed, it cries, the parent changes it right away. It's ingrained in the child, is this a need to be comfortable, a need to be dry, a need to be clean, a need to be um, satisfied. So we do seem to be fighting an uphill battle. Why is it? Why do we bunch of set it up that we start off in the red? We start off with bad meters. That's another discussion for another time. But that's the shot in the Rambam over here also. Why do certain meters require more effort to go this way than the other way? Because if I'm going with the tendency of the Teva, the natural position of a person, it's going to be harder to break that meter because that's I'm up against my second nature, the way I was, I, I was, I was reared, the way I was raised, the way I was born. It's going to be much harder to break that meter of that goes with the grain, with the Teva of how I was reared than to go to the other direction uh, uh, breaking a bad meter when, where I'm at an extreme that is against my inner nature, against the type that I was born with, it's going to be easier because at least I'm going now um, with gravity as opposed to the, 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 the breaking of the meter is going to be going with gravity as opposed to against gravity in other words if I have to break the meter of under eating and start to overeat under generosity and uh, over generosity and being more stingy, so I'm breaking it towards the direction of my inner nature anyway. I'm going with gravity. I'm going downward when I have to break that meter, as opposed to going upward against my inner nature. It's going to be more difficult to break that, and that's where we'll conclude for today. But we should have a wonderful Shabbos. Be gesund and stark and